<clears throat> Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Yeshayahu, Isaiah 27. And this is Saul Weinreb, your host for the podcast. Today we continue to read Yeshayahu's vision of Bayomahu, that day in the future when the Jewish people will have fulfilled its mission, which is the mission to establish a just and righteous kingdom in Jerusalem, one that welcomes with open arms and open gates all of the nations of the world that are humble before God and ready to treat the poor and needy with kindness and justice. But it is also the day when God will destroy and humiliate the unjust and arrogant nations and people that are unwilling to submit themselves before God. <clears throat> Ishayel continues this vision of Bayomahu that day in chapter 27, which we are about to read together. Bayomahu on that day, Yifgod Adonai Bicharbo Hakosha, Vihagidola, Vihachazoka, Al Livyatan Nachosh Boriach. On that day, God will slay the monster that everyone fears. He will punish with his great, cruel, and mighty sword the Leviathan, the elusive serpent, the twisting sea monster, or that he will kill and slay the dragon of the sea. Most commentators understand that this sea monster referred to in this verse is not meant to refer to an actual creature. Rather, it represents something that people fear, a sea monster that is vicious and destructive, it knows nothing of kindness and justice and humanity and empathy. It does not differentiate between good people and bad people. It simply destroys everything in its path as it seeks gratification only for itself. This is the ultimate symbol and re represents the evil empires and arrogant peoples that do nothing but destroy as they exist only for their own pleasure and gratification. This will be destroyed by Omahu on that day. Bayomahu on that day, Kerem Chemed Anula. When they refer to the people of Israel, who numerous times throughout the book of Isaiah so far we have seen the Jewish people referred to as a Kerem, a vineyard. But while in earlier on, in the chapter of Chishirat Kerem, the song of the vineyard, God lamented how he nurtured this vineyard, the people only to find that eventually they scorned him and turned away from him. But now in this wondrous day in the future, people will sing about how this is a desirable and wonderful vineyard, a people and a vineyard that everyone wants to join and become a part of. I am God, I have created this vineyard. I will water it all, to, all the time. I will guard it to make sure day and night that no harm befalls it. This is in contrast to the Shirat HaKerem earlier where God said how he took care of the vineyard, but then the vineyard didn't listen to him. The vineyard ended up growing rotten fruit. And then God says about this vineyard, Chema Ainli, I want you to know, during this day of justice, during this day when the evil will be destroyed and so on, I do not have any anger. Mi etneni shomir shayes pamilchama, yachad. I don't have anger towards those that come against me and my vineyard. When I destroy these evil and arrogant peoples, Yeshayahu emphasizes to us by speaking as God himself, as only a true prophet can do. I am not destroying like a sea monster would do, indiscriminately destruction. But these people are all welcome to join me in this vineyard. But if they come and only offer me thorns and thistles, and that's all they want to do is to come and destroy the vineyard, 
Instead of to join and enjoy it, then I will have no choice but to go out in battle to destroy and burn them. O yachazet b'ma'uzi, or they can choose to hold on to my refuge. Ya'aseh shalomli, he that comes to make peace with me, shalom ya'asali, he will make peace with me. If you want to come and join me in this vineyard, it is open and I am ready to accept all of the world. Haboim, those that do come and join the Jewish people in this vineyard, Yashresh Yaakov, they will cause Jacob, the people of Jacob, to become enrooted and strike root within this vineyard. Yotzitzu forach Yisrael, those that come will make Israel grow and blossom. Umalu tevel these Ba'im, these people that are coming, it brings back the memory of the last verse where he said, that those, the nations, the righteous nations of the world will come. Those that choose to come, the Ba'im, will help the people of Jacob take root. It is clear, Yeshayahu's central message, that the mission of the to share God and, the, and God's ideas of tzedek and mishpat, justice and righteousness with the other nations so that they will eventually join the people of Israel. Haba'im, those that come, Yashresh Yaakov. Umal'u pnei tevel and the entire world, the entire existence, the entire planet, the pnei tevel will be filled with fruit. Have I beaten these people as badly as the one who beat him was beaten? In other words, in the future days we will see justice that makes sense to us. We will see that when one person strikes another, he will be punished by God and the victim will not be beaten by God. The same goes for the nations. Have I killed among this nation the same way that their killers are now being killed? God continues through his prophet, No, I have not punished the innocent, but I will punish the people with a fury unleashed. With a strong spirit or wind, I will blow them like on the day of a hurricane. This, as we shall see in the next verse, is a reference to the punishment that God's people did suffer throughout their travels. This is because it is through this suffering that the sins of the people of Jacob will be expunged. This is the fruit of my need to remove his sins. Which sins? The sins of worshipping other gods. That Jacob will need to shatter and destroy all of the altar stones that they built to other idols and never more allow to remain standing the posts and incense stands that they constructed and built for other gods. Thus the fortified cities that worship the idols will then lie desolate. Their 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 farms will be deserted, they will be forsaken like a midbar, like a wilderness. Animals, calves will graze in the field, and they will lie and consume the branches that were meant to bear fruit. This is because it is due to the worship of these gods that the other fortified cities will fail and be destroyed. When the harvests are dried out because they are not keeping up those fields, they will be broken. Women will come and curse the fields and say, this field that used to be so beautiful growing fruit, now it's nothing. Now they just collect, get, collect the, 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 the bits for firewood. Then Isaiah says something very interesting here. Why? Anyone who has been studying Isaiah with us until now is probably already wondering about an unusual path that he seems to be taking. 
In virtually every criticism that Yeshayahu has leveled against various peoples, he has almost always pointed out their iniquities in areas of social justice. It was always about how people have treated the less fortunate and their lack of concern for others was always the primary reason for God's wrath. But here Yeshayahu has identified the worship of idols as the reason for the suffering of the Jewish people and the other nations. Now Yeshayahu knows very well that his listeners are confused at this turn of events. So he therefore tells us now what exactly is so bad with the worship of idols. And he continues this verse. He says, Why? Kilo am binotu. For they are a people without understanding and knowledge. Worship of idols is a result of lack of knowledge and understanding, and it leads to an am, a people, that instead of seeking the truth and learning, they turn to idols and meaningless rituals that make no sense. This in turn makes them into a people that cannot learn the proper lessons about where they have went wrong and how to improve themselves. Looking towards magical idols, idols and sorcerers, this has been a theme that Ishayahu has repeated many times. In all of his prophecies, the day of salvation is the day that God's world will be filled with knowledge. And Yeshayahu is teaching us that knowledge only comes to people who are ready to seek the truth. This is why God will show no mercy to the makers of idols, he continues in the Pasuk. Their true maker and their true creator, God, who they're ignoring, will have no mercy and will show them no compassion. be on that day. After this destruction, God will go and collect and beat out, just like you beat out of a pile of grain from the chaff and the, and the, and the junk. You beat out the good kernels of grain. God will go and collect all of the kernels of the people, of the Jewish people, the attempt to look to. And you, the Jewish people, will be collected one by one, the righteous ones that remained with God. He will go throughout the world from all the way from the Euphrates to the river of the Nile in Egypt, which was the, most of the known civilization at the time. From around the world, God will pluck the leftovers and bring them back to the land. And then... What will happen? And it will be on that day. There will blow with a great big shofar, a ram's horn. And who will come join the Jewish people? Those that are lost, the Assyrian peoples that are lost in Assyria. And those that are lost in the lands of Egypt. Remember that Isaiah has more than once mentioned the day when the people of Ashur, of Assyria, and the people of Egypt will join in a tripartite um, arrangement with the Jewish people and they will all come to Jerusalem on this day. And all of them together will bow to God on the holy, holy mountain of Jerusalem. Thank you so much for listening to Isaiah 27. Looking forward to studying chapter 28 together.